Ladies and gentlemen, we've done over 45 episodes of Pressing Matters, but make no mistake, this is our biggest one yet. Um because I have with me none other than the current technical director of the Pakistani Football Federation and a former football coach who has worked with the likes of Atletico Madrid and Rayo Vallecano, Daniel Limones. Sir, I can't stress this enough. Thank you so much for taking out the time um and being here with us in the studio by the way. I know you're a busy man. It's an absolute <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure. Um everyone watching, you have to stay tuned for this. Um drop a thumbs up, hit that subscribe button and follow us on social media. Um Danny first of all 2 years in Pakistan now almost right um have you enjoyed it more than you thought you would yeah actually first of all thank you for having me if I'm for reminding you here pleasure. because it's something that is this kind of format of things is a good thing for football in Pakistan because football need more noise and yeah I'm I'm actually enjoying Pakistan because obviously the news that were coming from Pakistan to Spain are bad news all the news are always bad yeah. anywhere in the world but uh when we step here the first day we realized that uh, that the country is inviting to 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 enjoy the country the culture and uh, obviously when you are going abroad is for having a challenge and challenge yourself Uh, of uh, meeting new people is the language is absolutely different different because in Spain we are not using English for anything so it's something that is uh, it's a, a good thing in all of the matters of my life so it's it's absolutely perfect that's that's great that's fantastic so which team did you grow up supporting back in Spain uh, now I can I can I can say it but uh, I have been always a Barça fan oh wow a Barça fan I think the Brazilian Ronaldo uh, changed my life in in all of this all this all the football sense uh, because he was sharing team with Guardiola with De La Peña with all of these players that were like more technical and yeah. they were understanding better the the game so i think that was the moment in the 90 i think it was 95 96 that i th- i realized that that was a Barca fan oh so you it was after the dream team croif's dream team yeah yeah i i lived the dream team things thing uh, the, like the dream team time my my mom is a Barca fan a Barca fan she's crazy with Barca and uh, obviously i saw the final match of that uh, champions uh, it was uh, the europa cup in that moment and yeah i was like kind of uh, suggested to follow barca but yeah. i was not like sure of that but ronaldo was the yeah the key point definitely some people like people like mourinho who worked with him say he's the best football player they saw on a pitch um and injuries like uh, ruined the whole thing um congratulations once again by the way on the job we're definitely really excited to have you on board um and our everyone i think is absolutely de- delighted that you're working for the betterment of pakistani football um so for anyone who doesn't know what exactly are your responsibilities as a technical director uh, to be honest uh, everything that is related with the technical aspect of food of football in the whole country is the main responsibility but there are a lot of uh, things related with organization and uh, uh management that i'm going to try to take care of of that because uh um we have the luck that the general secretary is actually a really good professional and she's improving a lot the proper organization but uh, there are some things that are uh, directly related to food to football that need they they need to be taken care of and uh, this is one thing that we are going to work on as well but yeah the national teams the uh, competition system the youth uh, and grassroots system uh, coaches education all this technical staff is the main target and are going to be the foundations of everything that we are going to do fantastic that though th- all are things that i want to cover with you um but firstly um i know you're on a six month contract um which is a relatively short space of time especially for a job that requires 
um, you know, 15 to 20 years if you're going long term. How does that change your approach or your working? The thing is that maybe it is it should put more urgency or trust in the things that we should implement. But uh, what I have learned and experienced in football is that trust is not bringing you to any good place. Uh, so, yeah, maybe we have. We, I can be feeling like the pressure that I have to do these things in six months, and I have to uh, make the people realize that I'm the perfect person for this <laughs> designation or or something like that. But uh, the thing is that uh, I'm a person who is living day by day, day after day. So I'm not thinking about. Uh, what is coming tomorrow actually I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow uh, to be <laughs> honest so it's something that I'm living da daily and I'm focused to give my best on the daily basis and I know which are my targets where I want to reach to on this uh, these six months or maybe the four months that are remaining so it's something that I'm I'm not scared of this challenge because it's a huge challenge obviously because uh, we are thinking that uh, or people are thinking that we are going to change everything in one in one day and it's not about uh, a revolution it's about evolution it's about evol evolving things and developing things in the proper way and setting a track for the next if it is me it could be perfect and I'm going to be very happy but if it is another person he or she should be able to have an idea or how to do the things. So, so you've already answered my next question, which was if you were offered a longer term contract, you would definitely take it. Blind, with my eyes blind. Like oh, a, that's, of that's course, fantastic. Of course, of course, because I have a like, kind of commitment. I knew like 20 to 25 coaches here when we were I was working for Atletico that uh, uh, I have got a kind of commitment with, with people, with the players, and uh, it's something that I want to do. I think I can give a good service to the football here in Pakistan so it's something that I want to do of course yeah that's fantastic and Pakistani football can learn a whole lot from you um, so just about almost two months on the job now um, how has it been so far and what have you been working on specifically within those two months yeah the first the first thing is that uh, I have realized that uh, uh, people are maybe the people who are uh, who were who were managing football they were like so comfortable what on what we were doing actually the which was nothing <laughs> the sent I, I don't want to uh, <laughs> the sentence i have heard the most is like uh, this is the way we have done the things always so and i think it's the most dangerous yeah. word uh, phrase in in language uh, like being out uh, like being living in the comfort zone is something that is so dangerous for everyone so yeah we are uh, we are trying to improve the coaching education system is the first thing we are really focused on that because uh, if you don't have good coaches football is not going yeah, to improve definitely. anyways because it's like in in the proper education if you don't have good teachers you cannot have good good students uh, then next steps are going to be um, revamping the activity of the national teams both men's and women's both uh, because both because yeah. there is no discussion on that uh, the competition system needs to be improved not only the PPL and the B league all as well the regional competitions the local competitions the district district competitions the youth the youth competitions like I cannot imagine a country uh, trying to improve or develop without uh, the kids and the youth playing a proper competition, yeah. a weekly competition that is going to challenge them, themselves, like where are them 
actually yeah. in the system so uh, i know you're a believer of small steps smaller steps um so what 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 is the pathway that you envision within those small small steps where do those steps starts it does it start at coaching and where do they lead to so in terms of the big picture the thing is that uh, as i have told you that coaching the coaches is the f- yeah. f- first first foundation the ba- basic thing that we have to to improve because uh, i have always said that pakistan has a lot of talent but the platform or the infrastructure for developing that talent is not the proper i'm not going to say if it is wrong or right but it's maybe it's not the proper one by the times that we are living right now we are doing 2020 so maybe the first step is going to be the coaching education is uh, we want to have a big pool of coaches that are updated that are knowing what is happening outside pakistan not only focusing in inside pakistan like the, the education should be uh, the same education that is happening in other countries like in asia like japan or australia or or even in europe so we are all the contents we are like make uh, developing the contents of that coaching courses that are similar what i have experienced in spain what i know that is happening in in the uk and we are uh, uh, having some discussions with some other member associations in the afc that they are uh, providing us good information how they are conducting those coaching courses and it's giving up uh, giving me a good feedback from them so it's it's going to be a mix mixture of everything that is going to be something that i think is going to be really cool. great great so in your first press conference as technical director you mentioned the importance of creating a national identity um so how can we create a national football identity for a country who doesn't have one and isn't really known for any football at all first of all is creating hype, hype about football like uh, not only like i know that EP, uh, epl la liga the french league the german league everyone uh, or a lot of people are following them here but um we don't know that much about the local players about yeah. the local teams how uh, how is the competition based on uh, who is promoting who who is not promoting who is the best player who has been the last m- biggest scorer in the PPL or something like this so it's something that maybe the media needs to help us a little bit on that because obviously at the end of the day media is who is creating that hype and as well we have to find a sustainable way to uh, be able ourselves as PF, PF, as pff to create a type like we have to give the people the that good feeling that the pff is a clean organization that the pff is doing things properly that we are trying to set those those steps for moving forward and for uh, improving football in that way that everyone is going to be able to join the coaching courses everyone is going to be uh, able to have a proper academy in their hometown that is going to do the things properly so there are a lot of uh, baby steps that needs to be need to be d- done for making that system to improve in some way yeah you're absolutely right because even someone like myself who's crazy about football watches almost every top european league um at at the start even i didn't know where to look for information about local players or local leagues i had to do a lot of digging ask a lot of people and it definitely so the the entire point of doing this and talking about pakistani football is to create that sort of hype as you say and to create that association between your own people and the footballers that you're yeah exactly this is what uh, you are saying and also trying to make the people run away from that uh 
judgment that football is something dirty here because of the past <laughs> facts that were happening. So there is a fact that the the ball cannot be dirty. You cannot get the ball dirty in some way. That was Maradona saying always. So it's something that the um, football should be away from politics. Uh, like the governing body of PFF, like the proper governing body that it has been elected, uh, they should give uh, freedom to the technical side to develop whatever they want. At the end of the day, they are going to decide, of course, because the budget is depending on them. But is what is actually happening right now with the normalization committee at, with the GS that uh, she is really kind and she's really keen to uh, um, like to understand which are the points or which are the steps that I am trying to 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 make and it's like I'm not facing any hurdle or whatever because she trusts that whatever I'm trying to do is going to be the, yeah, the correct yeah. steps. That's very important. So as you know, modern football has become really advanced now. It's all about transitions and speed and pressing as your Spanish clubs are finding out as well. Um, if you stand still for just a second, people go past you. For a country like Pakistan, that has like light years away from everyone else. How challenging or how soon can we at least start um, implementing a system where we start playing football that's some sort of a modern version of football where you have these principles involved? The good thing is that the talent is, 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 the talent is already here. So it's something that uh, maybe some countries, they are lacking of, like this proper talent, because maybe the country is smaller or they don't have that. Uh, yeah, I think if you have uh, more people, you have more chances to find talent. Uh, the only thing that we need to do is, first of all, setting the proper platform for, for those players. Uh, for me, I have always believed that the good players are those that understand football, not those yeah. that are able to do a step over or a kick over their head or, or whatever. It's those players that understand football properly and they have a batch of uh, solutions uh, during the match when a player, uh, an opponent is pressing him and they know where to Xavi, go. Xavi, for example. Xavi, for example. So it, these kind of players, uh, like uh, smart players or intelligent players, are the ones uh, who are making a difference always on, on matches. So it's uh, instead of de developing, uh, yeah, we are going to develop football, of course, but we are going to try to, as I'm saying, baby steps. And one of the baby steps is trying to work on individual, in the individually on players to make them feel or to make them learn or make them improve, like in this smart way of football intelligence, basically. Exactly. Yeah. So it's something that is the way to manage the talent in a proper in a proper way. Yeah, definitely, because you have a lot of talent in terms of you know raw talent. So some people are more athletic, some are good at the with the ball, but very rarely do you see a player automatically who's ahead of the curve in terms of how they understand football. And that is something that coaches play a big part in. Um, generally, though, how, how have your experiences as a coach, um, especially one uh, within the Pakistani grassroots level for Atletico Madrid, um, help you in this new role? How, how does that work? Yeah, it's, it has given me the, the whole picture of, of that because at the end it has been like uh, maybe 16, 16 months working with the grassroots and the grassroots are the biggest picture or the best picture to get that feedback from the from the players. We had a lot of players uh, that they, they were really good. They were really talented on their individual skills, but uh, whenever they were like on the match, you are playing with another 10 guys that they are they, ha they are having the same target and if you are thinking individually and you are thinking only about yourself or shining yourself or 
and all of this uh, the team is not going to win yeah so definitely like it's, uh, we have to we i think everywhere in the world uh, the mindset has changed of that star player who is putting all the or the all the load on their on his shoulders and and fixing the game is something that is it's all about the system now is the system yeah, and, and 11 like players uh, we have to understand that football is a is a, a sport of a, a team sport it's not like tennis that you are playing alone and it depend it is depending on yourself like uh, if um, if you are playing with another 10 players you have to know that that player is going to fight for you and you have to fight for him so it's so even the best teams in the world the best definitely the best teams in the world right now so liverpool bayern munich you see one thing even lewandowski even salah mane they all work for their teammates like you know like everyone else and every one of them knows that someone's going to back me up and it's all a team game and i think that's the most important thing that Klopp and Hansi Flick and all of these have you know and and it's very important for young players to to know that obviously um you've been mentioning that Pakistan has a lot of talent uh, but one of the things that obviously is an issue is there is an information gap between players and the clubs and the academies um so what i mean by that is so academies or clubs don't really know where every talented player is the talented players don't know where to go for you know proper coaching um so for example um right now players try to reach out to clubs or national teams for trials they have questions like can we go to xyz club and get a trial um so how can you solve that problem how can you properly scout and t- keep tabs on talent in a such a large country with so many kids the thing is that it should come with the improvement of the proper system like i have told you if, if, if we are able to create that uh, league or competition system throughout all the country across the country Uh, it will help uh, to make that information to be more easy to reach like um, like the comp- competition are going to be like uh, lasting for the whole season like the proper season so if a player wants to join a, a club he will not he or she will know where to go he, they will be able to know that if i don't know if i am in Quetta and i know in my area uh, i need to go to play uh, to join any academy they should know where is that academy so it's like helping the people to know where to go is about again creating that hype and creating that information easy information and useful information that the players and even the coaches maybe there are a lot of coaches that they have a good talent and they have a good knowledge about football that they are not able to reach to any club because they are not a friend of the owner or yeah. they cannot they don't have any contact or any link with the owners of the club and as they are not friends they are not going to work there yeah so you were talking about a youth league and a competition for across the countries how far away are we from that and what will it look like so different levels under 9 under 15 yeah the thing is that uh, pakistan is a huge country is I'm always saying 200 million people. Yeah. This is a good thing, but for some stuff, it's, it's a hard. It's a, a kind of hard. It's yeah. a kind of a thing that is making uh, some developments harder than than we expect. So obviously, it can be done in two ways. It can be done like implemented by phases, like city by city. That maybe is going to be the more sustainable way for doing that. like trying to reach the biggest cities in the first phase and then try to expand the system in the in the other cities and the other areas but of course it's 
it's something that is going to take time. It's going to yeah, take time because true. it's changing the everything. It's, it's going to change the routines of the academies. It's going to change the schedules of the academies. It's going to change the mindset of the academies because they, now they have to target that they are going to compete against the academy that is two kilometers away and they are going to try to get the best players or they are going to make us a better scout team or something like this. So it's it's going to change everything, but it's, it's going to be a change that is going to be for good, for yeah, sure, because yeah. because competition is what is making football to improve and players they need to compete because yeah. training session by after training session after training session, for me, it's something that is boring and it's, it is how we are losing we are losing players. Yeah, because every day it's the same thing and you're not competing for anything and you're not winning anything. Um, in one of your interviews, you mentioned that football should be a social tool and a developing tool for kids. Um, and that's very important. So how can we make sure that talented kids, especially those from underprivileged backgrounds in Pakistan, can choose football as a profession and a way to succeed? Because you know football is a working class sport. Uh, we are lucky because uh, actually the rules and regulations of from AFC, they are bounding the member associations to have a social program that it was something that we were not doing that we have to do if we want to get, keep getting the funds for yeah. our activities so it's something that we are going to be pushed to do but anyways it was in my mind because as uh, the situation in pakistan is how it is so apart from this academy system this youth system that are going to be like maybe paying fees or something like this we should create for sure something that is going to be a social thing and we are going to help the academies to have a, some kind of a pool of players over there, like uh, for scouting players over there. So it's not going to be like only a social thing that we are going to have yeah. because we have to cover the or meet the requirements. It's going to be also a, a thing that is going to be helpful for the academies that are actually working. So we are going to make that link between the social program and the academy grassroots level that is going to be really good, I think, if it is working in the way we are we are that we are planning. And it's uh, again, it's going to be something that is going to improve a lot and it's going to help people to really if that they really love football and they don't have that good background that yeah they are going to yeah people who are not so fortunate in life they can help use this as a way to you know um enjoy themselves and get better um at something that they love um you mentioned um repeatedly about you know having these youth academies and players coming in um so part that, that's very important because part of the problem is that people don't know where to go for pro football or where to how to choose football as a profession um and speaking of which you obviously need coaches and especially local coaches for youth academies um you mentioned their importance for football development but firstly i want to talk about foreign coaches coming into pakistan how how open are you to that idea? Would it help local coaches? Of course, bringing experience and knowledge from outside is a good thing. But uh, the thing is that I think we should try to improve internally ourselves, first of all, first of all, because if the people are not keen to to improve themselves, is we can bring here Jurgen Klopp to give a, a conference of one month explaining us all his concepts or how he's managing the team and all of this. That if people is not um, like keen to understand or to learn or to change their mindset, it's going to be like something that's going to be useless. So the first thing I think is to make that a small step or baby step that we are going to help the people to change that mindset in some way that, okay, we have been like this in the past 40 years. We need a change. We want Pakistan to be back on the scene 
or to be on the oh, scene, yeah. to, to be honest. <laughs> so it's something that it has to come from inside. Like well, uh, we cannot look for help outside if the the things inside are not helpful for that change. That's very important. So you talked about uh, coaching courses and getting help from other member associations in Asia. Um, but how can we specifically increase the number of local coaches? Because we can have as many coaching courses as we want. If people don't think that there's go going to be any end product or they're going to benefit from it, there's really no yeah, point. One of the things I have always mentioned is that uh, we need to empower the figure of the coach. Like I am feeling that uh, being a football coach here in Pakistan is not like something that you can be proud of or you can be like showing up or something like this. So coaches are uh, actually like teachers. When yes. when when you are bringing your kid to an academy, you are expecting that that coach is going to be like respectful. Uh, he's going to give some good values to your kid. Uh, uh, he's going to learn football, but maybe football is not the most important thing. But there are a lot of things that are related with the proper training session that uh, maybe we were forget forgetting them and are maybe most important that the proper that the player is fit or the player is strong or the player is fast or whatever that we were forgetting so uh, the main thing is to have coaching courses of course because education is the most important thing in in this case um, and from that um, we should create a system that the coaches the coaches are going to be like respected in that way that they uh, they are going to feel that their work is worthy, first of all, that the families are not going to uh, try to get inside the training session or the routines or whatever. Because uh, one thing I have felt as well here is that uh, when kids are joining an academy uh, and they are on their exams term or whatever, they are forgetting the sports. They are like, I have to study. It, it's more like a, you know, a thing for them to just go and play. Yeah, it's exactly. not a proper investment. Exactly, but sports are giving you a lot yeah. of things that maybe the school are, yeah. uh, is it's not teaching giving. teaching you a lot it's, of things giving, in life. It's not giving. So if you are getting the commitment with a, an academy, first of all, and then with a team, secondly, you are getting a commitment with people. So... Uh, you cannot uh, be like backing up or uh, like saying no, no, I have to study. You should be like able to balance both balance things. both things because both things are good for you for your education. So it's something that uh, I'm, I'm like digressing a lot of things, but I think coaching sh the coaches should be empowered a lot in the in the whole across the country because it's some is they are like the mo maybe the players are the stars of this game but the coaches are the backbone they are they are the people yeah. who are going to improve make the, the players improve. yeah 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 definitely and we need to empower them through a structure and a youth league and then the proper competition domestic football so they know when they're getting into a coaching course that there's something ahead for them and it's not just a one month thing where you just go home after that um speaking of domestic football um an issue that you obviously have noticed is that even though you have the pakistan premier league and the b league there there seems to be no proper pathway up the footballing ladder there is no footballing ladder so to speak so a player um let's let's forget youth players even um currently if there is a player in Kuwaita or chaman in balochistan who's good and has something he can contribute obviously there's no youth academy he can join currently but say he wants to he's playing in his local team 
the problem is his local team there is no scenario whatsoever in which his local team no matter how good they are they can progress up the ladder and then you know people can learn about them and that uh, loyal support that they have in that pocket of pakistan can rush on to the national scene and you know that fairy tale story that you see in european leagues um how how are how are we supposed to change that how are we supposed to create a footballing ladder uh, or that path it's, it can look so simple but it's a long process as well because it's like be, like it should be a, py- a pyramid built but we are only using the top of the pyramid so it's like the basement of the, i don't know how is the pyramid like been been re- working so the thing is that the Uh, there is not a proper database of players anywhere in Pakistan. There is not a proper database. Maybe the coaches is easier because they are not too much coach, licensed coaches. But uh, again, the academies, the, there are only 50 academies re- registered on the PFF right now and uh, 53, to be honest. And I'm pretty sure that there are more than 200 or 1,000 academies all over the, the country. So it's... Uh, maybe it's something that is more related with the organization organization like the proper uh, setting up a proper registration process and um, also the club licensing is, is something that we we yeah, believe we that, is, that is a really really important thing but yeah it's what I'm telling uh, uh, when you are a 10 years old kid uh, you should have the proper platform to develop yourself and to choose where do you want to play with in which academy do you want to play if you think that the academy is doing the things properly you can stay there or you can decide to go another one but all uh, all of this should be measured on the with the proper standards and the competition is also a good feedback yeah. that you are going to get so developing a, pro- a proper grassroots youth aca- uh, system academy academy system yeah a competition system is going to be the first like the basement of the uh, of the pyramid then Obviously, not all the teams are going to have the the resources to play nationally or to play a national competition. So we should develop a mid-step between the B-League and the PPL and the local competitions that all the clubs that they want to have a team, they should be participating in the PF, under the PFF umbrella and not... Uh, the, uh, conducting random yeah. tournaments in Which the is happening in, in the in the in their cities or whatever because those tournaments at the end of the day are going to be tournaments and yeah nothing will come of them no one and will you find are playing against the, the same players and the same teams yeah. always so it's about uh, developing that proper system that is going to put uh, all the teams in under the same umbrella and the, uh, every every single player is going to be registered on PFF. We are going to have uh, uh, knowledge about all the players, all the coaches, all the teams that are uh, playing there. So it's going to be easier for any player to be scouted for the teams that are in the higher level or something like this. And everyone is going to have access to that database. So, so, it, so we are targeting to create that database, not for for getting us up, putting us a medal and saying, ah, we have that, that database, no? The, the information should be open to everyone. Yeah. So it's something that, that should be like that. It should be like that also as well with the coaches. So all right now, what we are trying to do is to create a job pool for coaches. So this is going to be, be under the PFF umbrella. So if any academy or any club in Pakistan, they need a B-licensed coach, yeah. B-license coach They could call to PFF and we need a B-licensed coach. Can you give us those coaches that are not working currently so we can ha- interview them or whatever? So it's, we are trying to make everything in that sustainable way and in that open way and transparent way that f- 
football is going to be open for everyone. So it's going to be something that is not going to be like that close or that privileged thing yeah. that it was in the past. So football is for yeah, everyone. Actually, it's the opposite. In every other country that's been successful, it's gone up from the grassroots up and it's been a working class thing. Um, I uh, So you talked about pathway for players and creating that database. What about teams, for example, um, promotion, relegation, having that <clears throat> chance for local teams who are playing in their local leagues if they have the resources or they feel that they can make the step up and they're good enough. Um, having them, so having teams promoted to the B League and then pe- uh, teams who aren't doing so well in the B League go down. So you have some sort of incentive. Yeah, for the, them. the thing is that it, it needs a it needs a like a deep research on that because if we are calling it C League, like the third tier of the com- the system, I think it's non-existent. There is no third tier. So this is when the local tournaments and this local competition are, are happening and it's totally understandable in some way. But uh, of course, PFF needs to create that 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 platform in that tire that uh, maybe is what is happening in Spain. Like uh, every in each category, in each divi- the, there are some divisions and players, they can play in third division when they are I don't know, under 16, but yeah. then they are growing up and when they are under 19, they are promoting to second division. So it's about creating that proper system and uh, absolutely it's our responsibility. So it's not like putting the responsibility in, in anyone else. PFF should do this and we are going to work on, on this. Um, but of course, again, Pakistan is huge. Yeah. So it is, <laughs> That's it, one it thing. It's going to be like maybe I'm, I'm going to lose some years of life, but uh, I'm I'm very I'm very happy of that. If if if, if at the end it's going it's going to work, yeah. it is going to be a huge success for us because we are going to create the, that platform for for those. I, I don't want to say random teams, but they are like unknown teams everywhere in the country that they don't have the proper system or yeah. the proper competition. So it's it's going to be a success if, if that is happening. Unfortunately, yeah. But unfortunately, the most talented and the most promising talent or where all of this is happening are in pockets of far-flung places where you mm-hmm. don't really know about. So Leari in Karachi, Chaman in Balochistan, then you have the Hazaras. Mm-hmm. Um, these communities, it's unfortunate for us as Pakistani fans, uh, football fans, and for them as well, for obviously, that these kind of structures don't exist and they're so far away. But we're definitely on the right track um, because we're working towards that. Um, I want to specifically talk about the, uh, the Pakistan Premier League now and the fact that a country of 220 million does not have an official licensed league with official licensed clubs. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, um, if you don't know, Pakistan does not have uh, official licensed clubs. Um, the clubs that we or the teams that we have that play for the our premier competition, they cannot play for any Asian um, competition at all because they do not match the criteria for what a club should be. Um, we talked off air about club licensing and how important that is. Um, you said you were working on that. Could you please go over that <laughs> again and what you were it's doing? Again, a huge, a huge process and uh, it's something that we have to be very careful because of course, maybe it's going to be the biggest change that we should implement. Uh, of course, uh, as part of the AFC, we should have our champions of our local or domestic league play in the, com- the continental competition. 
But the problem is that we, uh, not, I think not all of the clubs are meeting the requirements for being a AFC club licensing. So the first step is creating the licensing system inside Pakistan. So we are free uh, to create that system in the way that we, we believe that is the best system for, for the country. It should be closed close to the AFC requirements, but it doesn't need to be like exactly the same requirements. If we are meeting the same requirements, it's going to be easier the process of registering the team for the competition, but it doesn't need to be like that. So it can be implemented on phases and we can be helping the clubs and to go over these requirements and to go through th these requirements smoothly. So uh, to help them to feel that meeting these requirements are, is not going to be like an issue for them because at the end of the day, if if they are really interested in the promotion of football, they are going to be fine and keen of yeah. uh, following these requirements Definitely. and meeting the requirements because it's something that we need. Is something that is going to be a, an incentive for for playing the PPL because at the end of the uh, of the day, KRL is, is winning the the PPL and then what? Nothing. Nothing. So I think if they if they have won the the PPL, they deserve to play internationally and playing internationally is going to help our local talent to grow up and raise. Uh, Quicker, maybe quicker, yeah. because we, they are going to be challenging Chinese players, Indian players, Japanese players, Australian players. So it's something that is going to push the level up in some way that we should definitely look after that, because it's, uh, it's something that is really, imp it's really important, because uh, as well with the national team, we are going to try to have a lot of activity, not a lot, more activity than in the past, where playing internationally. So it's going to boost uh, the talent of the national team players and uh, as well if we are sending a team playing to the and right now we, we are only able to join to register a team for the AFC Cup if we were meeting the requirements so it's going to be a, again a good thing for, for the country. Yeah and um, one of the things that and it's also going to create the hype that you mentioned so if you have uh, Pakistani teams playing at the AFC Cup or the further along the line AFC Champions League, you have more local people who would be interested um, in that. Um, one of the criteria for club licensing, I think, is youth teams or youth academies, um, which we've talked about extensively. Um, so, But in your model, I just want to ask, will these teams, so the, will the youth teams of these Premier League clubs be part of that league or will that be sort of dis different? Why not? Like, if you, the thing is that at the beginning it's going to be any academy or club who is having a, let's talk about, imagine we are creating an under 16 team every, uh, and, and we are going to develop those competitions locally. So let's talk about, I don't know, Karachi. We are going to develop that system in Karachi. All the academies, clubs that are having an under-16 team and they are meeting the those re first the requirements that uh, we are trying to set up, uh, they are going to be able to join. It doesn't matter if they are PPL teams, if they are. It's happening like uh, in Spain or in Europe. Uh, if you are playing for a team that is not that well known maybe you are going to have the chance of playing against Real Madrid or Atletico Madrid if you, if you are a Madrid team or if you are playing in, in Catalonia or in, in Barcelona, you are going to be able to play against Espanyol, against Barça, against Girona. So it's like something that is going to help the local talent to to grow up. Like, okay, I'm not playing for, let's say, the one team that is playing in the PPL, but if they are a good, a better team, my target should be yeah. be playing for that team. So it's something that is going to boost, again, the, the talent.
and what about this is a very controversial and complicated topic in pakistani football league um it's department teams um and that is something that uh, people don't agree on and there are a lot of disagreements about what to do with them what do you think about department teams and how because they are not li- they're not even clubs but what do you want to do about them the thing is that uh, they are doing uh, they have been done a good like a good job for uh, the develop- development of football in pakistan but the problem is that we have to follow the afc requirements is um, if we were not being bounded to follow those those requirements departments would be like a good they are still a good thing for uh, for the club so maybe we should create that uh, balanced or sustainable system that they are going to be able to stay in football in some way or stay in sports in some way but uh, the teams are going to be a proper club team yeah. A proper club team so it's like finding the formula of that thing that maybe it's like it's going to be like the coca-cola formula that is going to be something that is going to be really hard to find but we are working on, th- on that and i think they are going to be keen to to help us with that change obviously we are going to help them as well because yeah. uh, it's something that it should be a two-way thing um but yeah it, the, the thing is that i can give you my opinion but my, my opinion is going to be useless because it's something that we have to follow because ifc is pushing us to follow yeah. so it's it's not that my opinion is going to make any changes like we have to do it there's no choice um maybe we could follow what japan did which is so you have these oh sorry you have these corporations and these departments um who are financing these clubs but they act as separate teams and not a part of the department itself so that could be one of the things one other thing that came up recently um was that Javed Afridi um who's part of the Pakistan Super League um he said that he wanted to start a franchise league in the country um and then PFF very kindly told him that not so fast buddy uh you have to talk to us first um where do you stand on the franchise league i i'm like i have a feeling you're not too keen about it no the <laughs> thing is that uh we have to be uh honest with the <coughs> the football situation all over the world like there there should be there are more than 200 uh, fo- uh football federations registered under fifa and i think there are only four or five that are following the franchise the franchise model and their ranking is not really good okay so the thing is that uh franchise franchise thing it could be a good system if you have the proper system first of all if you have a developed a system for the last 20 years or 25 years uh for example in USA is working because sports in USA are only franchise thing yeah. uh we have the example of of our neighbors that they are starting to face some troubles some problems with the ISL so for me it's not a, it's not the right direction that we should take because uh, obviously the franchise league will will sh- will focus will be focused only on the top level yeah. and as i have been telling yeah. you the, the, for the <laughs> yeah. last 30 yeah. 30 minutes maybe the top level is something that it is going to come after yeah. fixing, fixing, fixing 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 the, the, the basement yeah definitely um that's sorry man javed <laughs> apologies um so national team activities um obviously all of this is um that we've talked about is domestic football and creating that platform but one of the 
many problems with Pakistani football was that the national team wasn't playing regularly either. They weren't sometimes even playing on FIFA dates. Um, football wasn't happening in Pakistan. You know, it was suspended for three years. Um, how um, regularly are we going to see national team activities now? The thing is that uh, FIFA is providing the <laughs> the national associations to force uh, is providing with some windows for playing matches. And if you are not playing on the, those matches, the match is useless. So you should get attached or you should follow those guidelines from from, from FIFA. First of all, because if not, uh, everyone at the end of the day, they are going to go to the FIFA website, Pakistan, where is it? Oh, 200. Okay. So if you are not playing on the, on those FIFA windows, the ranking is not going to yeah. is not going to increase. It's not going to improve. So it's something that first of all is the uh, the thing that we are going to do. Secondly, if we want to play matches, there should be some activity. So the thing is that uh, for creating that activity, we should give to the players and to the national team the proper environment. So like this, they are going to be keen and happy for joining the national team in, in the way that it should be. I'm talking about the local players and I'm talking the players who are uh, abroad that they have Pakistani origin and they, they can give and provide a good, a very good service to the, to the national team. So. Uh, we have to increase the standards of the national team, absolutely. Um, first of all, with bringing more activities and secondly, improving the things that are outside from the training session. I mean the accommodation, I mean yeah. the transport, I mean the visa process. Everything should be improved in some way that we are not going to be doing the things in the last minute and, yeah. and all of this that has been happening in the past. So, yeah, it's a target that is, is, is going to be, again, something that is going to need a lot of work, but we are here for, for that, so there is no problem. But the main thing is that we are going to revamp and we are going to reactivate the national teams. That is something that is, again, is going to create hype. Um, we are going to bring back the women's team that has been forgot for, forgotten for the last eight yeah, years, yeah. nine years. So, I think... Again, everything I'm saying is something that is for the betterment of uh, of yeah. the of the football in Pakistan and national teams. Of course, is our our identity or our our best proof that we are going to be doing the things in the in the proper way. You you mentioned women's football, and I know you've worked as a women's football coach in Spain. Um, as uh, I I don't need to tell you this, women's football is like even worse than men's football in Pakistan, if that's possible. Um, in terms of the lack of development and the lack of attention that it has gotten um how how much do you think improving women's football is important and what what sort of work uh, are you doing in that regard uh, and as per my understanding i think both sides of football let's talk about both sides of football should be at, at the same level yeah like um there should not be any difference between what the national men's national team is getting rather than the women's national team is getting. So maybe the impact of the things that we are going to change are going to be bigger. It's going to be bigger in the women's side than in the men's side because the men's side is more established. Yeah. The standards are kind of closer than uh, closer than the women's in the women's side. But anyways, it's something that it cannot be it cannot be like this anymore because uh, if we are trying to improve the competition system for men, we are trying to make a PPL more attractive. We should make we should make the women's 
competition more attractive as, as well. Because first of all, uh, it's not. Uh, I, I'm trying to be optimistic always and looking for the bright, the brighter side of life. And uh, if the things are that bad in the women's aspect, uh, we can only improve. So whatever, and I have had some uh, very good discussions uh, lately with the captains of the the coaches that are playing the National Women's Championship, and they are craving for that change. So it's going to be any, again, any baby step or little step that we are going to do is going to be a huge yeah, step. For, because for nothing them. has happened. And, and the, good, the good thing is that they are craving for that. Yeah. So are they, they are going to be really helpful and they are going to trust in all the processes that we are going to we are going to implement. Fantastic, fantastic. So lastly, uh, there were some questions from uh, our followers and people who were really excited and keen to ask you about their favorite sport. A lot of them have already been answered in our conversation so far, um, but just the ones that are left. So Raja Abdullah asks, um, what is Pakistani football's key strength? Obviously, we've talked a lot about the issues. What do you think is the main strength? Of Pakistani football, right? Talent, talent. I think talent and also the. So far, the the feeling I have the the willing of the people to improve for the change. So I think most of the stakeholder football stakeholders in Pakistan they have realized that everything needs a change. Now it's the time, and now it's the time, and maybe. Um, yeah, maybe it's the time, maybe the normalization committee, we are thinking that it's something provisional, but football is moving forward. So we cannot be stuck another six months just waiting till the elections. No, football should be moving forward. And and it's something that, um, uh, it's something that is under my responsibility right now. So yeah, I'm going to work on that. So, But the main thing is talent and the will of people to to improve this. And Heather Ali asks, um, so you talked about how foreign uh, players like uh, that are abroad uh, can also contribute. Have you approached them already? Do you plan to for the next next national team camp? So there are players like Riyaz Zahid, Adil Nabi who have played abroad a lot. The thing is that we have to find up again the formula of uh, the balance formula for for that thing because um, uh, we cannot make the local players to feel like they have been forgotten yeah. and they have been removed from this from the from the scene. So it needs a proper balance situation. So, of course, bringing players that are playing Champions League, that are playing Europa League, that are playing in European competitions is going to raise the level of the national team. And uh, like indirectly, it's going to raise the level of the local players. So if I were a local player, maybe at the beginning I, I, I was going to be like feeling like, okay, they are bringing a player who is who is playing in Europe and he's playing in my position, so I'm not going to be able to, but maybe it's going to be like a, a, as well a challenge for me. And a learning opportunity. Yeah, exactly. So it's something like, okay, this player is good, he's playing yeah. in Europe. Yeah. So I, I, if I want to play in his position, I should be at least the same good than him or I should try at least I should try so for me challenges are not a bad thing yeah definitely um, a good thing so overseas players uh, they are going to 
if we are able to find that balanced formula, that, that sustainable formula for that, uh, they are going to be a good a good thing for the nation. Um, and that's a wrap because all the other questions we already talked about. Danny, I cannot tell you how much I've enjoyed um, talking to you and how thrilled I am that you took out the time for us. Um, I wish you the best of luck. And as a Pakistani football fan, I know that at least one aspect of my beloved sports is in safe hands right now. Give him the long-term contract, please. <laughs> <laughs> please, make him stay here ladies and gentlemen the incredibly (laughs) passionate hardworking, all-around great guy and a footballing man through and through daniel limones to everyone listening i hope you enjoyed this i certainly did you know how it goes take it easy goodbye